0: Hello friends, and welcome to the latest episode of GC Podcast. This podcast is devoted to exploring best ministry practices in the context of Grace Communion International Churches. I'm your guest host, Michelle Fleming, and today I'm blessed to interview Kara Garrity. Kara is a single mom to two cats and two dogs. She's almost always down for a concert, musical, or to check out a new restaurant, but you might all know her best as the GCI Development Coordinator and the usual host of this podcast. We're switching roles today so we can draw from Kara's experience as we discuss rhythms of healthy leadership. Kara, welcome to your own podcast, (laughs) and thanks for being a guest.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for being also a guest. (laughs) It's fun to be on the other side of the mic today.
0: Yeah, it's an honor to sit in your chair, and I'm excited to hear about your experiences with rhythms of healthy leadership. So as we kick it off, what does healthy leadership mean to you? Uh, This is
1: such a a rich question to me. So there's not, we don't have all the time to dive into all the different aspects, but there are a couple of pieces that I think are um, important to draw out. I think the first thing when we think about healthy leadership and defining what that means is to uh, first name that health and our our idea of what healthy leadership is has to be defined in Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know? Health health is, there's so many ways that we could define health, but as Christian leaders, we have to define it in who Jesus is and who he has called and created humanity to be. Um, and so I think about that in terms of all of humanity, but then also each of us personally mm-hmm. um, and what that looks like for us, who we are as, um, you know, me, Kara, you, Michelle, each one of us within the larger um, humanity and story of humanity. And so when I think about healthy leaders, really the foundation to, to me is discipleship. Mm. You know, how are we growing in um, the people that that God has created us to be? Um, and because He he's really the one that knows what health looks like for all of humanity. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so to me, that's, that's the foundation. And the other piece that I think about that, um, that sometimes is easy for us to m- miss, I think, mm-hmm. is that... Um, that means that that healthy leadership is also holistic mm. um, because God saw fit to made a, make us holistic beings, yeah. right? And I think often when we think of healthy leadership in the church, we can be tempted to just think about maybe the spiritual aspects or, you know, how well do we know um, our theology or our biblical knowledge? And those are all very important things. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We are whole beings, yes. and and that's not our design. Yeah. That's God's design. And so when we think about health, there's so many aspects that come into what it means to be a whole human. Um, so I think about things like um physical health, yes. mental health, relational health, um then also, you know, our spiritual health, mm-hmm. right? What does that look like? Social health, and so I think that's a piece that when we're looking at what health looks like um, in terms of our um, intended creation in god and and our redeemed calling in Christ, I think that mm-hmm. that it's very holistic. Um, so with that, another piece that I think is, is really cool to think about is that that happens in community, Yeah, health happens in community because, you know, we're made in the image of God and father, son, and spirit relationship, relationship. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's really rich. And I think it can be really simple to say that Jesus is our foundation, but I think it is really beautiful the way that you impact that in bringing in the holistic aspect as well. Yeah. Because I think in that, we're acknowledging who he is and we're acknowledging who we are in him. You know, yes. We're acknowledging our capacity. And I think that can be, if we're going to look for a non-example, <laughs> <laughs> some of the unhealthy leadership we see is when we take that on. Mm-hmm. We take on being the savior. We take yes. on being the one to bring healing. We take on being the one yes. <laughs> who knows and has the power. And that's that's not what we see in Jesus mm-hmm. in who he is and how he lived out his ministry and that's not how he's calling us to minister and i so so i think you know, all of the aspects that you brought out really unpacked it in a simple and full way. Because also the community aspect too was something I was thinking about when you were talking about it too, because healthy leadership can't happen in isolation either. So I really love how you just like outlined that um, so succinctly, but so richly. So thank you for starting us out with that focus.
1: Absolutely. and I love how you you said kind of the not example too is when we mm-hmm. step out of mm-hmm. right yeah. like that that um design that God has, like, oh, we we do want to be, you know what God didn't intend for us to be as yeah. as leaders in his in his church. um and and we're often uh, easily tempted to
0: do that. So yeah, well, I even think about um even just, in my own experiences, the times that I'm refined more to be like Christ is yes. the time are the times when I am leading community, where I'm yes. open and receptive to a loving word of truth received from others yeah. when I'm open and receptive to see how someone else might be imaging Jesus in a way and a gifting that I'm not yes. able to, yeah. but in welcoming that in makes our team better. Yeah, you
1: know? and that I, that brings up for me another piece of healthy leadership that I think practically is, is important when we think about it in the community context and on the personal level is um, Are we leading in response to our own gifting and calling? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's a a healthier expression when we're able to do that. I think of like the image of the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Like let a hand be a hand, right? That's healthier than a hand trying to be a nose because – what does a hand know about smelling stuff, right? right. Like, that's kind of funky. It's not good for the hand or the whole body right. for that to happen. Um, and so I think that that's better for the whole community. I think it's more in alignment with, um, again, the the personal kind of way that, that God is calling and shaping us within that larger, like, how has God redeemed all of humanity? Mm-hmm. And it's more healthy for, for the actual person. I mean, we... Talk about again another non-example. We find that that burnout when we're trying to be who we're not, right. both on the personal level and on that larger human level. Like you said, we're not the saviors, mm-hmm. and we're also not, you know, a nose if we're actually uh, gifted to be a hand, right. right? And so stepping outside of who we are is one of the ways that we we find that unhealth. Um, and so I think that that um, you know really leading in alignment with gifting and calling is. Um, something that that can can be a healthy practice, but to do those things in um, the proper like order, right? Mm-hmm. So, Os Guinness um, is somebody that that has done a lot of writing on calling, and I want to read something uh, that he wrote in his um, one of his books on calling, and he says, "Calling is the truth that God calls us to Himself so dis- decisively that everything we are." Everything we do and everything we have is invested with a special devotion, dynamism, and direction lived out as a response to his summons and service. Mm. And then he goes on to say we have the primary calling, which is this discipleship, mm. and then the secondary calling, which is the um, response of how we live in our giftings and talents and um, how we function as as the hand or the nose or whatever. But the primary, most important thing is we're a disciple of Christ. Right. And so that, that to me is the, the kind of bird's eye view of healthy
0: leadership. Yeah. And I love that image of just giving, giving our whole selves, yes. you know, because it brings out that healing, that wholeness that we we're talking about in the beginning of your response to this question, you know, that comes when we're able to present our whole selves to Jesus and yeah. to see ourselves rightly before Him.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's, oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. So from your perspective as a development coordinator, what are some ways we can begin to develop healthy rhythms in our leadership? Can you share some examples both in your personal life and also in this corporate dynamic that we're talking about as the church?
1: Yeah. On a really practical level, I think um, the first is just like begin, Because right? <laughs> there's no, it's kind of like you just gotta start doing it, and you kind of test and see like what's helpful or not, what's formative or what or not, and like you discern um, in that process and in that journey and and in community. And I kind of I like I like to think of rhythms. It's it's kind of like waves. Each one is not exactly the same, mm-hmm. and so that's if you're waiting for the exact right formula to start, mm-hmm. you're you're never going to start, mm-hmm. um, and and it. In my view, the exact right formula is not really what a a rhythm is that we're looking for anyways. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what that has looked like over time um, has been practicing um, different rhythms of like spiritual formation, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing things like weekly Sabbath. Day Mm -hmm. of rest um, has been something that's been really formational for me. Um, Doing practices of making sure that I'm um, spending time in nature, because that's where I really connect well with God. Mm making sure I get back into my hobbies of reading because that's where I'm able to kind of like exercise more of that imagination, kind of creative aspects um, that that I really, I don't know, like to have fun with and, mm-hmm. and to um, play with, um, even to like, I don't know, play around with different rhythms of like what, um, ways of moving my body, feel like healing and feel like celebrating um, just like how I exist in this world as a physical being, right? Yeah. Um, ways ways of, of being in relationships with people. So those are kind of those those um, ways that, that I've kind of been um, thinking about and kind of touring with like, what do those rhythms look like? And then not just doing them Like one, off and sporadically, which is hard for me because I'm very like, ah, spontaneous, do whatever, whatever. But Mm -hmm. then thinking about as I try different practices and see what connects, being like, well, what are things that I want to do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. monthly, quarterly, annually? So that it really does become a rhythm, like things that return and Mm -hmm. then return and then return again so that it's actually... Um, something that's formational. So that's what it's kind of looked like for me. In terms of, you know, what it could look like corporately or some other starting places that it could look like, I mean, I think thinking about the worship calendar, that's Mm -hmm. a whole rhythm. And so if we're thinking corporately as as a local congregation, how can we use the worship calendar intentionally as a way to develop some of these um, spiritual formation rhythms or rhythms of telling the story of who Jesus is and who we are? because of him and mm-hmm. kind of growing in health as disciples that way. Um, how do we kind of maybe even in connection with the worship calendar or the annual calendar, whatever that looks like, develop rhythms of continued learning based on, um, you know, maybe the, the competencies that our leaders need based on um, new leaders that are being developed. Are we, intentionally engaging in a rhythm of developing and bringing up new leaders i think about like the the four e's engage equip empower and encourage are are we doing that in in a way where we're like oh we're actually engaging people where Mm -hmm. their gifting is right and kind of thinking about are we making a rhythm where that's we're we're moving more towards health in that instead of again the sporadic oh we'll do this whenever or mm-hmm. kind of when it feels like an emergency and we need a new leader but are we actually on an annual basis on a quarterly basis being very intentional about this um oh man <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna get myself in trouble on this but <laughs> i think too like when we think about, you mentioned earlier, like not going beyond our limits as humans and not our savior, like corporately, are we creating spaces where we allow ourselves to rest? Mm-hmm. Like, do we, if we're professionally in ministry leadership, mm-hmm. are we taking our vacations?
0: Yeah.
1: Do we consider, um, you know, Sabbath rests on whatever kind of rhythm is, is appropriate and trying that out. For our volunteers, do we think about commitments that start maybe um, in a one-year term and kind of go from there so that we can have a rhythm of assessing what is your capacity to serve in this role? Mm-hmm. Um, is, is this a good match? Are you discerning right now that this is a good season is this still a good expression of your giftings right now Mm -hmm. um and then serving in in teams i think is a great expression um way that we can develop those rhythms because again we get that community kind Mm -hmm. of base where we're moving towards more of that social relational health as as we lead um I think that that's uh, an excellent way to do that. And then as a local congregation too, are we creating spaces um, to explore together and to teach one another, you know, about what this could look like, go on this journey together? Are we sharing our formational experiences? Mm -hmm. Are we sharing our journeys of mental and physical, social, relational health? Um, What do our discipleship spaces look like? Mm -hmm. What do our... um, spaces look like for specifically because we're talking about healthy leadership rhythms what do the spaces look like for our leaders to get together and to support one another Mm -hmm. um our statistics in the U.S. church particularly Mm -hmm. are terrible for burnout of leaders because leaders don't have that support network that I think God intended us to Mm -hmm. have and so I think that's another um practical rhythm to consider like who cares for the leaders?
0: How do we care for one another all as right. leaders in a rhythmic way? Yeah. How are we really living in an integrated community? Yeah. Yeah. You you've given us a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of practical um, and examples. Start with, one. <laughs> start with one. But I think it, it ties really well to your response to what we've been talking about in the first question. I mean, all of your personal rhythms were holistic, yeah. you know, and also about to being attuned to Jesus first, yeah. you know, because I think some of the other kind of um, aspects that we're seeing that can be detrimental to leaders that are unhealthy rhythms, I think they come from taking it on ourselves, like mm. coming back to that. And so mm. not just only understanding how God wired you and how to care for yourself holistically and how to intentionally connect with them, but how to build that in as kind Mm. of touch points, um, throughout your day. I thought that was a really rich, not that it's a linear process, but I think it's an important foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And then to build on that with the theological rhythms of, of who we are in Christ and who he is, but then also some of our corporate rhythms that are really about community building and discipleship. Mm. I think that, um, You gave us a lot of practical examples to build onto the framework that you already gave us. Um, And I can tell this is something you've been doing for a while. So (laughs) what are some something you wish you knew early on when you were developing your healthy rhythms of leadership? What's something that you can help us beginners who maybe aren't as far along on the road? Mm.
1: This is actually less of a, I'd say was more of like a framework thing primarily um, that I wish I knew earlier on as I was learning about developing rhythms of, of healthy leadership more so than a practical thing. And I think that that thing which is really foundational that I wish that I knew earlier is that this like, not idea, but this this journey, this growth, this embodiment of healthy leadership, it's not just about like the image of healthy leadership. But like the the reality and the messy reality mm-hmm. of like where we are as people in and as followers, like in our journeys of, of health and, and discipleship really, right? Mm-hmm. And that it's like the real place of discipleship is where we grow in health, not mm-hmm. the where we wish we could be or what we think people want to see in us as leaders or... Yeah. Um, what we wish we saw in ourselves, right? Because yeah. I think when we put up that that front, um, we rob ourselves of that opportunity to actually meet the spirit where like he's working, right? In that yeah. real place of this is where I can actually grow in health. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, concern of maybe like what we think expectations are or what people might think or even what, um ramifications i guess that might have for us as a leader and so i think that that's that's one um tangible maybe um example that i could give of what that meant for me of like oh it's about the real and not the image mm. is that there were times early on where i think practically speaking um i cared more about the leadership than the health and mm-hmm. I had to really contend with that because um, there was a time I, I really had to, I needed to go to therapy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, helpful, <girl>. Yes. <laughs> and I was really struggling with, but I was like, oh, man. and the question for me was, and the reason why I was struggling with it was I didn't know at that time or like what I thought was that if I started to go to therapy that I would have to stop being at that time I was a GCI intern. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would have to step down from being an intern mm. because you know church leaders aren't supposed to be in therapy or whatever um, was the the impression that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I think I, I put that off for a little bit because I was like, no like I, I want to be a leader and I do believe that I have I have this calling and so mm. I have to put up this front for as long, as I can, so that I can yeah. be developed in leadership in this way. Mm-hmm. But I, I, um, I think robbed myself of that experience of health that that God was inviting me into in that time. And finally, you know, as He does, He mm-hmm. He wooed me into like, well, you know, like this <laughs> journey of healing is important too. Right. And I had to come to the point where I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this, and I'm I'm gonna tell my pastoral supervisor. And you know if if that does mean that I have to step down at the end of the day, like then that's gonna have to be what it's gonna have to be mm-hmm. because you know who it like I had to contend with like who I am as a person in Jesus is more important.
0: You chose than, discipleship over leadership. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And
1: yeah. So I, I think that's that's what I wish I had known earlier. I think I I could have saved myself. Um, and it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but two years. Of needing therapy and not having therapy, it's a long time. Yeah. So I would have, I would have saved myself that. So I think that's that's one thing that I um, hope for you all, our listeners, is that like who you are in Christ is more important than your leadership role, yeah. um, and that comes back to even that primary calling versus secondary calling. Um, yeah. Who you are as a person is way more important than your job title, your ministry title. Um, the responsibilities that that you have and what i found out which was a wonderful surprise is you can be a church leader and be in therapy. Absolutely. So i was like, "Oh, this is the best thing ever." It actually might help you be a
0: better church Yes, exactly. Of the
1: time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that that for me was really key early on.
0: Yeah. Well, i just want to say thank you for your leadership and so authentically sharing that part of your story with us because that's kind of the thread that I hear throughout that example that you shared with us is that authenticity is a huge part of healthy leadership. And Mm -hmm. it's um, like we were talking about before, naming ourselves (laughs) rightly before (laughs) Jesus. And I think also, I think about the whole concept of truth and love. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that you know Jesus emphasized a lot is that they're two sides of the same coin. But I think in our humanity, When we try and embody that, sometimes we think in order to be loving, we have to leave out the truth. Mm -hmm. And we do that with ourselves without being able to name the areas that we need to invite Jesus into, that Jesus, as you were sharing in your story, can lovingly shine his light into to reveal that, you know. In grace, yes. <laughs> so that he can remove it and heal it <laughs> and make us more like him. But I think it affects that same principle, affects our leadership with others too, yeah. in that community aspect of discipleship, because none of us can be discipled as followers of Christ in isolation. Mm-hmm. We've heard that in every response of this question. Mm-hmm. But I think something where we all can be challenged to grow in our healthy leadership, to image Christ like leadership is to be willing to speak the truth in love mm. to one another as well to yeah. say to one another I don't think this is how you want to be experienced, but this is how I'm experiencing you. Right. Or this is my experience of us all together in this work. Is this how you're feeling too? Mm-hmm. Instead of holding it into ourselves and then projecting blame other places. Yeah. And so I think that that whole concept of speaking truth and love to ourselves <laughs> and one another is so critical yeah. um, for starting out a healthy culture of leadership yes. because it has to be yeah. a culture. It can't just be one person.
1: Yes. Oh, I really yeah. love
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for trying so it good. out. <laughs> All right. Well, as we are continuing from being beginners and we're beginning to develop our rhythms, what are some patterns or ways of thinking that get in the way of healthy leadership rith- rhythms and how have you addressed these things in your leadership?
1: Yeah, I think that... This is really a, a continuation and maybe drawing out more of um, the the same themes that we've been talking about because I I think that one of the um, the the ways of thinking that that really can be a barrier is is this idea of health that is like perfection, right, a perfectionism, or that image that we need to maintain, or even that an idea of health is, like, uniform, that health looks the same for everybody, Mm. um, and and for all people in all contexts, right? Right. And so I I think when we have a very rigid idea of health, or health that's not... um, an idea of health that's not grounded in who Christ is and who we are in Christ that can be mm-hmm. a, a barrier, and and I think that that's that can be really easy to have because there's a lot of conflicting. In, in our context, just in this world, <laughs> messages about what health is and what it can look like and mm-hmm. all those aspects of holistic health. Like what does relational health look like? Mental health, spiritual health, there are so many different messages. And so mm-hmm. I think that's one barrier of like, w- what does health even mean? But I think especially that idea of like, how oh, there's perfection and yeah. there's one way to be healthy um, is is one um, really key piece. And, and with that, I think, you know, if, if we have this one perfection or this one image that, mm-hmm. that we're attaining to, then we get this this mentality of, of like, performance or having to earn, mm-hmm. right? And then we're not coming back to that. I liked how you put that, um, like, naming ourselves as we are before Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and that's, to me, it's what when we're earning and trying to perform and to do this thing. Then... Um, to To be like, oh yeah, like we're healthy enough, we're okay, we're good enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, then we miss out on um, Jesus meeting us or meeting Jesus because He's already there in those most tender spots, mm-hmm. right? Where um, we're being most invited into that that healing, and it's just kind of that armor that we're healing um, wearing. Um, so I think that's that's a piece um, that that can be there and i think one thing that maybe reinforces that sometimes is um when we have a more hierarchical idea of leadership Mm -hmm. because um, i think sometimes when we have an unhealthy idea of hierarchy hierarchical leadership like oh if I'm at the top of the period pyramid then I have to have everything right Mm -hmm. like that form of hierarchical leadership because then you have to be super healthy and you can't ever be wrong or vulnerable Mm -hmm. um I think that 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 can be a barrier um as well. And then you're, cause then you're not going to be working team-based. It's all about like, well, you have to have everything right. And it's about you, not about what God is doing in your midst, right? People Mm -hmm. have to, you have to be the one that's solid and knows all the answers um, in that unhealthy form of, of hierarchical leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And so health becomes something, I think that, that is distorted in, um, in kind of a, a social format like that, right? Coming back to social health and relational health, yeah. right? We're not relating rightly with one another because we might think, oh, you're better than me. So mm-hmm. you have to not have any imperfections or vulnerabilities or I'm better than you. So of course I have to give you all the goodness that I have, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I appreciate um the way this even, and how you're explaining it to me, ties back to your original answer to this, to the question, you know, that like the foundation really is Jesus because what I hear you saying is that things can get unhealthy when we try and make it a process or a linear process or a protocol that's like, I do this, then I do this, and then I do this. And that equals perfection. And that equals me being right. Um, And I think healthy leadership is, a relational journey, and that's never linear. <laughs> you yeah. know, That's never step by step. That's never anything that I can see the end from the beginning. Yes. Because Jesus is the only one who can see <laughs> the end from the beginning. And so it's a dependence on Him, and it's a reliance on relationship mm-hmm. with Him and with the people that He's put around us. And so could you share with us some practical ways you've addressed these issues within your leadership? Yeah, I think one of
1: the one of the things that is is kind of like a a mind shift with this is like it's about us, but it's not about us <laughs> in our leadership, right? because yeah. I, I think part of that when we try to make it formulaic and we're trying to get to that perfection or whatever is, because um, like we're the leader right and it mm-hmm. comes back to what you said like well we're the savior we're the ones that have have the answer and it's about us in the sense that God really cares for us yes. He is transforming us he wants us to participate in his ministry and in his church he he calls us to um, lead one another um, in in his, church, um, to to care for one another in different ways in community. And so it's about us in that sense, but it's not about us in the sense of like, oh, I have to be an excellent leader. I have to attain this perfection. I have to do that. And so I think um, really reminding ourselves of when we feel like that ego is coming up, I think that's one thing for me that has been mm. um, really helpful of like, it's really not about me. And so um, even allowing myself to to fail in some moments and being like, well, you know, that's okay. Like yeah. you kind of um, fumble even a church event and being like, well, you know, like one one of my mantras is like, "I guess Jesus is still Lord." Because <laughs> what about my leadership
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> or lack thereof, mm-hmm. right could have any impact on who he is in the coming of his kingdom? And mm-hmm. so I think that's one thing for for me that's been helpful um, to to kind of address this um, creation of of ego that i think is unhealthy in leadership is like well i guess jesus is still lord right and even even when i think that um things go well in my leadership or things have um maybe been like what we might call successful is um just to remind myself like and not like the false humility of like oh i didn't do anything like yeah god has uh, equipped me and called me to participate in this but like that didn't like what i did didn't create the kingdom. I didn't make Jesus Lord, but right. do you, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I think just keeping that perspective of like the right things in, in the right order yeah. um, has been really helpful. And then again, coming back to community and people who will speak that truth and love has been something that has been um, something that'll help address those patterns and ways of thinking that are barriers for me to health. Yeah. Those friends who can say like, hey, you know you um maybe have been like doing this or it seems like you're thinking this like that seems less than what God has for you. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Maybe you're right. Or yeah. <laughs> like, let's pray together. Or yeah. I know you've been trying to establish this rhythm. Maybe mm-hmm. we can do it together. Like those kind of things um, are are another thing that have really helped me to move past those um, barriers that I've encountered. Because we we can't do it alone. Those barriers are um, they can be strong. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes, what I've experienced is on my own, like. Like, I'm not strong enough. And so, God brings me people to help me get through those barriers, and together we're
0: stronger. Yeah, I think that's really good. What I hear you saying is like, really, to remember our invitation to check our responses, you know? (laughs) Because, really, I think when we get into the linear process of speaking about bringing us unhealthy patterns, that's a sense of control. And in the end, the one thing we can control <laughs> is our response. <laughs> you know, everything else, the Holy Spirit, yes. charge, you know, is the wind that fuels, you know, our <laughs> spiritual power. And so, I think that reality check of where control really lies, and it really is in in our response, and an invitation to see once again ourselves rightly. And then in that, corporately, the idea of um, just humbly submitting to one another, too. Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, to remember that it's not all on us to control by ourselves, that God gives us people to speak truth, to speak love, and to the importance of naming things for one another. I think Mm -hmm. that's what was coming up for me, is that it's when we aren't focused on ourselves and trying to be perfect, we can have the eyes to see how God is moving in other people's lives and there's power when we can name that for one another too. So yeah, I think those are great, healthy um, practices that we can incorporate. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, you've given us a lot to think about and um, some good starting places and processes. So as we wrap up, what are some encouragements or advice that you would give pastors and local leadership teams developing personal and corporate rhythms of healthy leadership?
1: Mm. Yeah, I would say... Get started. Just get started, yeah. right? Um, God is good and faithful to teach us and to invite us in, um, and so just because it's not, it's not linear, right? It's not formulaic. Um, it might be messy at, at times and really challenging at times, um, but it's it's a sacred process too. It's a blessed process, mm-hmm. and so there is no. In that sense, there's no right or wrong way to start because God's the one that's faithful in the process.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so just start, you know, try something and mm-hmm. discern together and, and see um, what God is doing in in the midst of that. And then um, try something else and, and see what kind of rhythms um you know, develop from there. Also, I think a another thing um, that I found helpful that can be a good starting place too. And it's like, it's easy to be like, yeah, just start, but like where, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, there's no right or wrong, but if this is something that's brand new, you can be like, okay, well, hey, there's no right or wrong, but like, I don't even know, like, do I, how do I take a step, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one thing that's been helpful to me is we have a long church history tradition of of people who have um, followed Christ in the leadership of the church, and so there are a lot of practices, a lot of um, in in the different traditions within the historical church that mm-hmm. we we can even look to to be like, let's try this spiritual discipline and mm-hmm. see how how this sits with us personally and corporately. Um, let's let's look into this way of thinking about healthy leadership mm-hmm. um, and holistic living let's look into this and so you don't have to start from scratch yeah. to just start and keep going there's a long um, history of of um, wisdom that mm-hmm. that we can start with too and and there's there's wisdom today, right? Mm-hmm. And there are communities and, and people that are pursuing um, health and their leadership and discipleship today. So um, that's really, again, with the don't do it alone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> don't do it alone. Um, but it's worth it. It's, um, I, uh, you know, again, discipleship, uh, embracing a journey of healthy leadership, it's a taste of, of his kingdom here on earth. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's messy. It can be brutal. It can be joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, it it can be beautiful, um, but it's it's always good mm-hmm. um, because it can he's be in all
0: those things at the same at time. at once. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I hear in that encouragement for those who are beginning, also an invitation for those who may already be a little further down on this journey to yeah. keep it fresh. Yes. Because I think it's also dynamic, yes. you know, and I think we've been talking about discernment in this as well. That's kind yeah. of been a thread throughout this conversation. And I think God is constantly inviting us forward towards him. You know, yes. he promises, as you've been saying about his faithfulness, to complete the work he began yeah. You know, and I think in that we are invited to be reflective in our rhythms, to mm-hmm. keep it fresh, to think about in, in this season of life, in my secondary calling to bookend yes. back to the beginning of the conversation, what is God inviting me into in this season yeah. and what practices and rhythms can I inhabit in order mm-hmm. to support that and to join with him. So yeah, thank you yeah. for that encouragement.
1: Absolutely.
0: So before we head to some other portions of this podcast, what are some final words that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: Have fun. You're in the hands of one who's capable. It's gonna be all right. (laughs) (laughs) He's got you. Yes.
0: All right, now we're moving into the portion that I have most been looking forward to, and I know you're ah! gonna thrive in it. But for every other guest who's been on the other side of yes. this, mic, we're gonna <laughs> do some fun questions. So I'm just gonna throw out some questions to all you, right. and I want you to share with us your first thoughts. Okay, all right. So, what dish do you cook best? Oh, I don't really, um, huh. not great rice. Rice, yeah. In a rice cooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, used <still> to as well. <laughs> what never fails to make you laugh? Ooh, um, cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> one of my core memories is you looking at one of your cats. So, oh, yes. <laughs> so that leads me up to our next question. Cats or dogs? Ooh, ooh.
1: This is... Don't let my babies hear this. But if I have to choose, cats.
0: Oh, wow! Always. I had a yeah. backup question because I didn't think you were going to answer. So really? <laughs> but I appreciate your authenticity <laughs> once again. Yep, cats. <laughs> All right. Best concert experience you've ever had?
1: <gasps> oh, no. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh Man, I have to choose one. If I had to choose one. You twisted my arm. I'd I'd have to say this year I saw Pink in concert. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to see her in concert since I was like eleven. Yeah. That was everything I ever,
0: ever thought it would be. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. If you had to undergo a procedure to erase memories, would you?
1: All of the memories? Or specific ones?
0: Specific ones, yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Cause they make us, that's right? right yeah. yeah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, it's tempting though. It I'm is. Looking. It is tempting.
1: I had to think about it for a second, but I'm like, who would I be if I didn't have those? Yeah, I'd be a different. That's kind of.
0: Yeah, it's trippy know to know if think I about. I want to be a different, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah God's already yeah. done that's the work deep. on this version. Right, right. <laughs> we don't want to start. I over don't want to reset exactly. <laughs> All right, and lastly, what makes you hopeful?
1: Ooh. That's so good. I, um, Jesus. (laughs) But like the real is the like the, the, the real expression of that is just like those little moments where you can see where I can see and experience him in the midst of just like the craziness and the chaos and, um, the, I don't know, the, the difficulty and, and tragedy of life on this side of mm-hmm. Saturn and I'm like that that's hopeful to me cuz it's yeah. those like reminders of that promise that like this this isn't all that there is like there's more to come
0: yeah
1: um and that his i don't know his goodness his kingdom is so um resilient that mm. it's like it pops up in the most unexpected places. Yeah, those
0: glimmers of redemption that there's nothing that can thwart his mission Yeah, to draw us to him. Yeah, thank you for that. And thank you for joining us today. And thank you for being willing to be on the other side of Mike to share your experience and your wisdom with us because I think we've we've drawn out a lot in this um, episode. Absolutely, it's been fun. Thanks. So as is our practice, we would like to end the show with a prayer. Would you be willing to pray for our churches, our pastors, and our ministry leaders in GCI?
1: Yes, I'd love to. Let's pray. Lord God, we come before you just so thankful that you are pleased to be our God. You are so um, pleased to be our God that you meet us exactly where we are that you, Jesus, came to become one of us, um, to walk in our shoes, to redeem us, to make us um, a pathway to be whole and redeemed. And we thank you that you have a plan for all of humanity and for each and every one of us personally that you call us by name. So God, I pray your blessing over all of our ministry leaders, our congregations, our members in GCI, that you would, um, by the presence of your spirit, just um, invigorate us embolden us to say yes to your invitation towards discipleship, health, um, health according to your vision and purpose. Um, that 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 boldness would be um, enough to see us through the hardest days um, of this journey of discipleship and um, enough to help us celebrate the most joyous days, um, enough to um, get us through the confusion of the days when it's both. Um, and, and I thank you, God, that at the end of the day, um, you are our health even when we're unhealthy. <laughs> um, you are the promise of our health even on the days that we're most weak, um, that you meet us in those places, that it's not on us to make ourselves healthy. Um, It's not on us to maintain that image or to pull ourselves up, um, but that we know what, uh, we know the one who throughout um, the ages has been called the great physician. Um, So we thank you, Lord Jesus, and we ask that uh, we would experience you more and more each and every day because we know that your invitation is wide open. We praise you that you are so faithful to us. And we pray this in your holy and
0: wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Karen. I'm going to pass the baton back to you to cue us out. Until next time, friends, keep on living and
1: sharing the gospel.
0: We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the GC Podcast. We hope you have found value in it to become a healthier leader. We would love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion on a topic or if there is someone who you think we should interview, email us at info at gci.org. Remember, healthy churches start with healthy leaders. Invest in yourself and your leaders.